it's Chancel, the host of Mommy Talk, and you're listening to our 20th episode. I can't believe something that was literally a late night conversation actually launched weeks later and is still growing months after. Uh, whether you're listening to one, all, or this is your very first episode I want to thank you. I truly, truly appreciate the support. Uh, My aim for this podcast was to create a channel that allows me to share my experiences um, both before and after becoming a mom. Um, Because for me, it took a minute to realize there is life outside of being a mom. For a while, I kind of thought like my dreams were no longer relevant. Um, Instead, I thought, you know, I have kids now and it's now about nurturing them and their dreams. Um, My goals no longer mattered. I I also thought, um, again, it's about helping my babies reach their full potential. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's about them. It's no longer about us after you become a mom. Like this is what I thought. Um, so when the opportunity came for me to create this extended platform for just us moms, I was excited. I was excited to be even more intentional, um, about living and maintaining a balanced life. Um, those things of what I need as well as what I want. And as I said before, just sharing those experiences, letting those that know who are listening, um, you're not alone. Uh, there's other people that have the same thoughts, have the same feelings, um, are going through the same experiences. You're not alone. Um, now let me put a pin in that thought and remind you of our sponsor for today. Today's episode is brought to you by Cool Moms Club. It's a lifestyle brand created specifically for dope moms looking to shop witty basics at an affordable price. Uh, From teas to wine glasses and totes and hoodies, shop all things mom life at thecoolmomsclub.com and receive free shipping over on all orders over $50 or more. All right, y'all, it is time for this week's two truths and a lie. Uh, Same as every week, I'll share two truths and a lie, and it's up to you to guess what's what. So here they are. One, I have a degree in psychology. Two, I'm considering cutting some bangs. And three, we're getting a family dog. At the end of today's episode, I'll of course reveal what's the lie and the troops. Um, until then, you can take a stab at guessing which is what. So again, I'll just say I'll just say them. Um, I have a degree in psychology. I'm considering cutting some bangs um, in my hair. And three, we're getting a family dog. All right, so as I said before, this is our 20th episode and I I just really can't believe it. I'm so grateful for all the support. Um, as I said before, either this is your first, very first episode you've listening, you've listened to or you've listened to one, you've listened to all. Um, 
thank you. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, it was my goal to focus this month on just celebrating moms and inviting those on the show that really impacted my journey of becoming a mom. But I wanted to carve out an episode to discuss mental health awareness. Um, as many of you may already be aware, May is the Mental Health Awareness Month. So I wanted to recognize, I wanted to encourage those listening to do a quick mental checkup. Uh, what's a mental checkup? You're probably wondering. It's just an emotional, an emotional health exam. Um, it allows you to take note of some things that may be hindering your day-to-day activities. The quickest, I think the quickest and the easiest way to do this is probably online. You can literally do like a Google search for the term mental exam and um, it'll take you through, you know, a, a thorough screening that will, in the end, allow you to learn if you may be suffering from common disorders such as depression or anxiety. Um, you, you'll know right then, you'll be able to better, you know, assess if you should reach out to um, a professional, um, a counselor, therapist, um, and see if you need additional help or if it may be just incorporating some day-to-day activities, day-to-day um, some routines to allow you to better cope with some of the things that you're dealing with. Mental disorders for me, I, I, I learned about them at an early age. Um, I had a childhood friend. Um, she suffered from anxiety. I didn't understand it entirely at the time that she shared um, some of the things that she was experiencing, uh, which were like extreme fear um, of rejection um, and public speaking. You know, we this was in elementary school and I just felt like, you know, as a kid, of course, you don't want to feel rejected. Of course, you don't want to, I don't know, be like the last kid, kid picked for the soccer team. Or of course, you don't want to be um, sitting at the lunch table by yourself. Um, reading out loud could be a little bit scary at times, particularly if you struggle with reading. So I didn't understand, as I said, um, how she described it. Um, I don't know her exact words, but when I think back to it, I just remember it being like an extreme case of um, fear of, you know, rejection and and public speaking. Um, But I remember when she did tell me about it, like I didn't, I was conscious to not react negatively um, and not like show, you know, uh, a weirded out facial expression or anything like that um, as she was explaining it to me because I just wanted her to feel comfortable um, talking to me about it. And I think um, it came across as that way because I, 
do remember her after, you know, the initial conversation, she was more open to telling me about her situation. Um, it was, you know, no longer a secret. So she would tell me when she had to go to like her appointments for, to, to talk to her therapist. She would also tell me about the medicine she had to take, which I, I do remember her saying, um, like, oh yeah, this helps me, um, to calm down. We, we were pretty close friends. Um, and although I, it didn't seem like she needed my help. It seemed as though she had whatever she was dealing with under control. I felt like I still needed to be there just in case she didn't need me. So her anxiety, I will say, it did make me more aware of like my, my feelings and my reactions. Um, you know, exam days and, and being around a crush, of course it would make me nervous for sure. And, um, sometimes I would think like, oh, I wonder if this is what my friend's dealing with, or I wonder if I have what my friend is dealing with. Um, yet I knew based on her description and some of the things that she told me she would go through that it wasn't, to that extreme. So, um, so I, I never like, you know, told my mom or, um, you know, told my parents, I I never like said anything to a teacher or anything like that because I just didn't feel as though like it was truly that serious. Um, but I do remember like seeing how serious it could be. Um, so as I said, like my friend described to me some of the things that she went through, but I had never seen it. Like, um, I had never seen these reactions from her, um, until one day we, I saw her get physically sick at school. So we had to present our little science projects. Um, y'all remember those little trifold boards um, with the question in the middle and then you had like the problem and the hypothesis on the left and the procedure and results on the right. Uh, We would spend months, you know, um, putting together these projects and then bringing them into school um, to set them up in the library or some other like common space to be judged, right? Well, anyway, she had to present her project. Um, and you could see her behavior like changing after the teacher had made like a list of, um, who was going to be presenting and when. So as we got closer to getting, you know, to her name, um, you could see the anxiety, like really getting the best of her. I didn't sit directly next to her, but I could definitely see her from where I was sitting in the classroom. And I just remember her like fidgeting. She was moving around a lot um, to the point where it was like kind of disruptive. Um, I remember like we, like someone was presenting and like the teacher like looked at her kind of like in a way of like, you know, whatever you're doing, stop. Um, and then all of a sudden she threw up next to 
her desk and um, the teacher went over. She called someone from the front office to come and clean Um, and then she asked me to walk her to the clinic and I remember like the entire walk to the clinic we both just you know looked straight ahead Um, we were in complete silence she didn't say anything I didn't say anything Um, I could tell that she was embarrassed Um, I didn't know what to say So I just didn't say anything at all when we got to the nurse. I think I told her, like, I hope you feel better and just, like, turned around and walked out real quick. It was so awkward. Um, But, like I said, I I didn't know what to say. Um, I didn't want to say anything silly, so I just left. Um, And now I never really thought about that incident much um, after it happened, like there have been times, you know, since it, of course, where, you know, just thinking on the topic of anxiety and, um, just how extreme it could be. I, of course, think that's like, you know, one of the incidents I, I, that comes to my mind for sure, but I never, you know, thought about it, um, much you know, while we were in school and luckily no one in the class, you know, made fun of her for it. I think that we, well, I think majority of the people, particularly those that did not know about her condition, just thought that maybe she just had like an upset stomach or something like that. And they just left it at it. Um, although she didn't tell me, uh, when, you know, when she came back to school, she didn't tell me, that she got sick out of fear of having to present. I just assumed um, that's what it was because of what she explained to me before. We were close friends, you know, we were friends up until like high school in the ninth grade. Um, then we just kind of started hanging with, with different friends in high school. So I didn't hear from her after high school Um, But I looked her up on Facebook and I was happy to see she was doing well. She was married, um, she had kids, and she had a a great career. Um, I didn't stalk her or anything like that. We were Facebook friends. Um, We connected uh, years back, but like I hadn't seen anything that she had posted recently or anything like that. So I, you know, just searched to make sure she was still doing well and as I said it it appeared as though she was so I was I was really happy to see that but that was like my first encounter as I said with like mental illness and kind of like learning a little bit about it um and even somewhat experiencing experiencing it firsthand um but it also crossed my path again in college Um, I volunteered at a women and children's homeless center. And this time I encountered it. It was definitely a lot more indirect. Um, There was a mom there. She suffered from mental illness. And I don't know like what she was diagnosed with, but I knew from just hearing some of the staff um, talk about her um, and not talk about her like, you know, in a bad way or like behind her back 
in a malicious way. It was just noting her behavior or asking how she's doing on her medication, if she's taking her medication, things of that sort. And I remember thinking when I learned about it, you know, just, wow, that's, that's a lot. You know, she is a mom. Um, she's homeless and suffers from mental illness. I can't imagine, you know, honestly, how do you determine what to overcome first? You know, do you, um, you're, you're trying to be like the best mom you possibly can be. You're trying to provide a home and some type of stability and you're trying to, um, cope with your mental illness as well. Like what is first on your list of priorities? It, that to me could be a very difficult, um, thing to try to figure out. Um, when I started like preparing for today's episode and, and I knew, as I said, that I wanted to focus on mental health, um, since, since it was, or it is mental health awareness month. Um, I started thinking about the phrase, um, health of your mind is so important. Health of your mind is so important. It was, it just kept ringing in my head health of your mind is so important. You know, everything starts from there. Um, personally, I didn't know I did, or um, learn. I, I, I wasn't aware of the importance of this until my second child. So my pregnancy with my daughter, Brooklyn, was, was tough. She was on my pelvic bone, like the last few weeks of pregnancy. And so it was, it was really, really painful. It was really hard to sleep. Um, it was really hard to get comfortable. Um, I was just miserable. Um, during like my earlier months, I was really sick, you know, just morning sickness. I lost a lot of weight, but definitely gained that plus a lot more um, later on. On top of those things, um, because she wasn't planned, I was dealing with just trying to figure out how everything was going to work out. So um, we had just signed... um, and took on a bigger mortgage. Um, I was in the midst of making like an exit plan to leave my corporate job. Um, Just all sorts of things, all sorts of goals I had were on deck. And so finding out that we were pregnant, it really canceled or um, I should say delayed. It delayed many of those things that I had been waiting for. So I had been waiting for, for quite some time, um, just to learn that I had to wait even longer now that I'm, I'm expecting. So I just felt let down and I felt, um, completely overwhelmed. Um, like I said, just of the thought of trying to figure out like, oh, how's this all going to pan out? Um, so it took some weeks. It took a couple weeks, you know, for me to bounce back mentally. Um, and the way I did it was 
trying to be more intentional. Um, so I had to purposely tell myself to think of the positive rather than the negative. I had to sometimes purposely tell myself to think about this rather than that. Um, and then once I got into the habit of it, I it, it became a habit. So it was a lot easier. I didn't have to make myself do it. It just came more natural. Um, but yeah, you know, taking more time to rest and do things that I enjoy was also um, something that I intentionally did um, during that time. Fantasizing about how I was going to be able to dress up my baby girl um, because I had, you know, Taylor, my son. Um, so having a girl was, you know, going to be a completely different experience. I'll be able to bond with her um, very differently um, than I, I did with him. Um, so I was excited about that um, and, and just thinking about that. Um, I thought about how her and her big brother were going to have like amazing memories of growing up together, um, how they were going to be little besties and have a um, a good you know bond among themselves um, as well. Those were the thoughts you know that really helped push me to a better headspace. I also felt like you know what this is our completed family. You know we um, we're going to be this completed family of four. We have our boy, we have our girl, and that's that. Um, those things just really helped me to cope um, and, you know, per- realize that um, that this baby was coming and um, face the reality of her coming. So instead of, again, focusing on the negative, I chose to focus on the positive and, and it really, really, really helped me. However, (laughs) I know that it's not that easy, um, for everyone. And I'm not saying that like I'm stronger or I'm better than anyone, but I just know for some, it's not that easy. There are are a lot more things that you may be, you know, facing or challenged with and just to be able or just to fantasize or think about um, what's to come or what's, you know, there to look forward to um, is not that easy, which is why I think... (laughs) we should have annual mental checkups, right? So these would be, um, you know, same as like how you go to the doctor to get like a physical or go to the dentist for your cleanings, um, go to get our pap test. I think that we should have to go to a therapist and make sure our mind is still healthy. Um, because a healthy mind to me is way more important than some white teeth. Um, yet our society thinks otherwise. Why that is, I have no idea. Um, you know, 2020 was hard for everyone. Uh, we all had to overcome a list 
of challenges, whether that was learning how to um, be comfortable in your own space, you know, like we weren't really able to go outside of, of our homes for quite, for quite a while, um, or whether it was um, trying to f- figure things out financially, um, you know, trying to figure things out for your family, you know, if your kid had to um, participate in like online or distant learning, whatever it may have been, like there were a list of challenges that we had to overcome. Um, So many lost jobs, so many lost homes, even, you know, loved ones. And I believe there were also many who lost their minds. I'm not saying that in like a comical way. I'm not trying to be funny. Um, but I really do feel as though many, if not lost their minds, they were on the verge to lose their minds or they lost their minds um, for like maybe a short period of time. Just again, because of everything we were going through and there was just so much uncertainty um during that time um as well it was it was a lot it was so so much um so i think it was great um during that time that conversations surrounding mental health um started to spark um mental health awareness definitely became somewhat of the norm um I just hope that it continues to to stay that way. Um, let them, letting people know that what they're going through is okay. You know, just being a good friend, checking in on them, checking in even if nothing has been you know diagnosed on their end. It's just for the for the fact of letting them know, hey, you were in my thoughts, just checking in. How's everything going? Do you need anything? Do you want to hang out? things of that sort. Like, I hope that continues to be the norm. Um, even as we start to kind of like get back to, um, going out and, um, working again and, and everything else, um, that just comes with life. Um, birthday parties on the weekends and kid soccer and football games and all those things. Um, it's very easy for us to become really busy. Um, But again, I just hope that we continue to take time out for ourselves, take time out for the ones that we care about and just check on them, check on yourselves, make sure that you're good. There are a number of warning signs of mental illness Um, including excessive worry and anxiety. Um, That's what I I was explaining before about my childhood friend. That's what she suffered from. Um, Long-lasting sadness and irritability is also another sign. Um, Extreme mood changes, social withdrawal, um, and dramatic changes in like your eating and, and sleeping habits. Even So if you feel as though you're like suffering from these, the good news is that you're not alone. Um, 
And the reason I say that, there's several others that are facing this. Um, the reason I say that is because there are so many programs out there and there are so many places that can help. So if there weren't a lot of people going through this and dealing with this, um, there wouldn't be as much help out there. So don't feel ashamed. Um, don't feel as though it's too late because it's never too late to get help for sure. Just like physical illness is real, mental illness is real as well. Um, if you are not well mentally, you are at a serious disadvantage. You know, it's it's the same, you know, if you were not feeling well physically, you know, when even if you just have like the flu, um, you're not a hundred percent yourself. Um, you're not able to just go out and enjoy dinner or go out and hang out, you know, at the beach or whatever it may be. It's the same thing mentally. If you are not a hundred percent there mentally, you may not be able to enjoy these things either. So, um, you should definitely, uh, find ways to cope with these things, find something or someone that, that can help you. Things like journaling, things like um, art classes, yoga, working out, cooking have been known um, as activities that can help individuals overcome stress and anxiety. Um, however, if if you feel like your case is more severe, you you should definitely seek the help of a professional. Um, finding a recipe, a new recipe, finding um, the times to, you know, your local yoga studio or art studio um, could indeed help, you know, you cope with some of the the stresses that you may have. But if you have something that's a little bit deeper that you're dealing with, by all means, seek the help of a professional. Um, therapy may not be free, but you'll be very surprised to see the number of like affordable resources that are out there. And not only are they affordable, but um, they are also convenient um, as well. So gone are the days where you're asked to like go to the therapist's office and lay on the sofa for an hour, share your thoughts. You know, that's kind of like old school. Um, instead, in 2021, there's therapy through text. There's therapy through chat. Um and online videos these days. Um, it's really cool because it really gives you all of these options that best accommodate you. You know, if you don't want to be seen, um, you can certainly like text or you can certainly chat. Um, if you, you know, just don't have the capability to go to the therapist's office because perhaps maybe you need a sitter or something along those lines, you can literally like schedule an appointment online at a particular time, maybe like when baby is napping or maybe your child's, you know, at school or at a friend's house 
and have your session during that time. It's whatever best accommodate you. So I hope that you guys really look into these. Um, if not for yourself, perhaps for someone you know that may need a little help. Um, you know, the last thing I'll say is I, I hear these stories of these moms that commit these like horrible murders, um, killing their, their own children. And of course, I wonder how could this have happened? How um, could it or how did it get that bad? And, you know, we, you just never know like what a person is going through. And I think that's why it's so important to offer help whenever you can. Let them know that they're not alone and feeling the way that they may be feeling and just simply being nice. Um, nice goes a really long way, you know, instead of shaming someone for some of the decisions they may have made or um, some of the decisions they may not have made. Um just let them know that you're there. Let them know, okay, how can I help? How can I help fix this? Or what can I offer to do? Um, rather than, like I said, just bashing them. Um, all in all, I'm just challenging those listening to reach out to anyone, anyone you think may be having a bad day by just sending a sweet text. Um, maybe even asking if they want to hang out later this week. Um, it it will go a long way. <laughs> I know that that may have seemed very heavy, um, if not even a little heavy, but I wanted to just make sure that I checked in or checked up on you guys, particularly during this month. Like I said, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I just thought it was really important to just speak on these things because we're dealing with a lot. Um, we're still in this whole pandemic situation. Um, people are, you know, maybe looking for jobs, maybe considering a job change, um, or maybe just feeling as though like they kind of lost um, their groove. You know, we had like such a huge interruption of our life um, last year in 2020. So they may be feeling as though they just can't, can't get back where they were. And that's totally fine. A lot of people are, are going through that or have experienced that. So I wanted to check in. Um, but yeah, so let's get into this week's truth and lie and see what's what. So um, just to remind you, I said that I have a degree in psychology. Um, I'm considering cutting some of my bangs and we're getting a family dog. So um, if you guessed I have a degree in psychology as true, that is correct. I got my degree from Florida State University um, in psychology. And so um, I think the thought behind that degree was I enjoyed just learning how a person um behaves and, and the, the impacts, the effects of their behavior, um, whether it was biological, 
um, effects or it was something um, related to the environment they were in. Um, Those things like really intrigued me and I just wanted to learn more about that. My intention was to go to law school after that. Um, use that background for law, but um, I quickly changed my mind after interning at a law firm. I just didn't feel as though it was really something that I wanted to pursue. I didn't feel passionate about it um, as much as what I thought I I was going to feel. So um, instead, I took that degree and used it in um, marketing. Um, So my background, my career, majority of my career um, has been in marketing. Um, So yeah, I have a degree that I don't even, (laughs) I don't even use. Um, The second one was I'm considering cutting my bangs. If you thought that this was true, you are also correct. So, um, I love changing my hair. (laughs) If you follow my IG, um, cool moms club store, then you will see, um, I change my hair pretty often. Um, not as much as what I probably would if, you know, we were in a pam a pandemic, but, um, yeah, I changed my hair a lot and I just feel as though like I need something new. Um, I've been going back and forth with like maybe thinking I want to like color my hair, um, make it a little bit lighter. Um, but I was like, oh, you know, I really don't know how to do that, but I can cut some things. Um, but then what's stopping me is I just, keep thinking about all the horror stories of people cutting their bangs and they just look horrible whether they cut them too short or I don't know they just end up looking crazy um maybe like they're too blunt or something um so yeah I I haven't quite got there but I I'm definitely considering it all right, so the last one, we're getting a family a family dog that is absolutely false. Definitely the lie. Um <laughs> I'm so happy that both Eric and I are indeed on the same um page in terms of getting a family pet. So um my kids, they especially Taylor, my son, he definitely wants a dog. Um, but we just, we just can't do it. (laughs) We can't do it. We can't take on their responsibility. Um, we know that it'll be a lot. Um, and we just, we just can't commit to it. Not right at this time, perhaps maybe in a few years, uh, when the kids get a little bit older, um, and we're a little bit more settled. Um, but, at this moment, absolutely not. We just cannot do it. I commend those that do have a dog and um, and kids. You guys are some special kind of people <laughs> um, because I just know it's a lot of work. Um, but like I said, that's just something we cannot do right this minute. Um, all right, y'all, that is it. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate the support once again. Um, As I said, it was our 20th episode and I cannot wait to celebrate our next 20th episode milestone. Uh, You guys have an amazing week. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay cool. Bye guys.